Now, the Riverdale Carnival presents the Archie. Archie Fuck. Okay, everybody, here we go with our new hit record, Sugar, Sugar. Hello and welcome to another episode of Milkshakes and Mimosas. And today we are discussing the randomness that is the Freddy and Jason tie-in everything. You want to talk about Jason on Arsenio Hall? I guess we'll mention it. Probably not that much because that that's all you need to know. He doesn't say anything. He just stares at Arsenio Hall for a while. That happened. Um, and, you know, we're, we're just uh, digging in, talking about all the insane young adult novels that somehow got made from America's most popular pedophile. Um, so, yeah, I'm not... I'm not alone in this journey through Springwood slashers and Friday the 13th weirdness and YA controversies. I'm joined by Alex. Thank you, Alex, for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure, Andrew. Have you been uh, practicing by doing the Freddy all uh, all week? Um, I haven't been doing the Freddy, but I don't want to alarm you, but there was a nightmare on my street this week, so... <laughs> If, 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 you know, that might come up. Ooh, sounds good. And the biggest bitch of all, Jason. I'm just kidding. I just, just kidding. Facts are facts. Hello. Facts um, are facts. Yeah, I, um, this week listened to the Elm Street Gang's, uh, record, uh, Freddy's Greatest Hits, and there are no great hits on that album. So I feel like uh, I've been lied to. Well, we will discuss this, but you're lying because Do the Freddy is amazing, and I definitely add it to every Halloween playlist, mm-hmm. no matter what. But let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. This let's is why go- you don't get invited anywhere on Halloween. I know. I know. This is why nobody invites me anywhere, just because I'm constantly like, do the hip-hop beat in the Freddy. <laughs> I don't know why it becomes Yoda there, but he does. It's a crazy song. Uh, so yeah, so let's just start out. With the novels, because I have to talk about the novels. The novels need to be discussed. And, okay, so have any of you seen or encountered any of the novels from either franchise? I have not, no. I've never even seen one. You've never even seen one? And I consider that a rare win in my life, actually. Um, I can honestly say... I may have seen the novelization of the remake if I saw anything, but I never would have uh, picked it up or touched it. Um, <laughs> you know, if it had been something that might have showed up at the Scholastic Book Fair, it would have been something that I would have like gravitated towards, but I never saw any of the novels, not at least where uh, I was looking around. Jason vs. Banicula. Oh yeah, all the classics, all the classics. Well, I want to specifically talk about the YA novels because it seems very odd that they would make YA. I mean, it kind of makes sense, um, but it doesn't make a whole 
lot of sense because these are kind of very much slasher murder heavy books. Um, so I don't know why they did it. The only way that you can track down some of these, cause they were not mass. Like, I mean, I think they were mass published, but like the numbers, how many are left in publication and around are it's minimal. There's not a whole lot. And, uh, luckily there's some guy on YouTube called the 80 slasher librarian. And he has audiobooks of tons of these like weird ephemera, from like both franchises so that's the only way that i was able to experience this and the author aaron eric morse who wrote all the friday 13th ones so there are four official friday 13th uh young adult novels and a fifth unofficial one who is written that is written by the original guy, Eric Morse, but Eric Morse was supposedly a pen name for a guy named William Pattison. But there's a bit of controversy because there's actually another author who also claims to be Eric Morse. So it's a bit under mysterious circumstances as to who actually wrote these books. But I can say without a doubt that there is an unofficial book that is written by William Pattison which is kind of trying to combine both um, the Friday 13th movies with the Friday 13th TV series and tries to, like, tie both of those together. I'm not too far into it, but it seems like an interesting idea, and he has a, he has the entire PDF for the entire manuscript online for free. Uh, it's kind of... Uh, tragic if you read this guy's Weebly page um, because um, there's this big tirade about how he was interviewed for Never Sleep Again and his entire interview was cut out and he's like nobody respects these these were books I wrote I worked hard on these books if you think these books deserve respect please send this email to the guy who made Crystal Lake Memories and nobody sent it I don't know. I don't know if anybody said <laughs> that. That sucks, dude, because Never Sleep Again is approximately seven days long. So if you got cut out of that movie, you have to be at the bottom of the barrel. Well, yeah, so this one's not Never Sleep Again. This one is oh. Crystal Lake Memories. That was long but like, as hell, too. Yeah, that was long as hell, too. And apparently he the only part he has is a second, like a second edition of the book gave him a paragraph. So, like, maybe... Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> oh, he didn't even make it into the book? I could understand no. I could understand the movie where it's like, oh, okay, a guy talking about his R.L. Stein Fear Street wannabe <laughs> Friday the 13th series from the, the mid-90s trying to cash in on kids being scared. But, oof, to Who's not even... To be name? barely a footnote? So... Yeah, it's it's sad, but hey, you know what? That's why you come to this podcast, because we're covering things that even the documentaries don't cover. That's how into this we are. The guy's name is uh, William Pattison. Uh, no relation. Who's the other no guy? No relation. Uh, James oh, Patterson? Crud. Not James Patterson. <laughs> is his book Alex Cross just fighting Jason? Is that... Oh my goodness, I would, I would pay to see that. Um, so let me see if I can get the other name here. It is currently, okay, yeah, because apparently Dan Fox is the other writer who claims mm, to be Dan uh, Fox. 
the secret Eric Morse. Bum, bum, bum. So I listened to a full audiobook of one of these, and it was for the very first one called it's called Mother's Day. And okay. It's very interesting um, because it's very much centered on the life of just a teenage girl who goes camping and then Jason shows up. And uh, the thing about this series is it's a sequel to Jason Goes to Hell, all of these books. What? Because Jason is dead. And the only way that people get the powers of Jason is if they put on the mask. So the mask will then possess a person and turn them into Jason, which, again, wasn't even a thing in Jason Goes to Hell. But, hey, I don't know. Eric Morris has got a story to tell. Uh, The other thing that sucks about this book, especially, is that Jason possesses a hunter and the hunter just shoots people. Jason's just got a shotgun. He's blowing people's heads off. And you're like, what? Why? What is happening? Jason doesn't use a shotgun. Like, what? And um, there's Shelly 2.0 as one of the uh, terrible, terrible, unfuckable nerds <laughs> is <laughs> is brought back for this book. And he is so obnoxious. And he's constantly like, I just want to go home. And like part of this has got to be the delivery that the 80s Slatter <laughs> Librarian is giving this guy. But he is like the biggest dweeb of all time. And for some reason, the book has an interlude of him literally having a wet dream and you're like um i didn't want to read that thanks for that book Uh, i can only imagine if my headphones has popped out and my boss suddenly hears whatever horrid things were happening um yeah and there were four of them and there's also a there's also like a bunch of red herrings but like it doesn't make any sense because if you have the Jason mask on, you're Jason, and you're not taking it off to not become Jason. So there's like a, there's like an entire subplot about a crazy guy who works at a uh, like a gas station who just has the corpse of his mom in the back of the in the back of the gas station. Isn't they this don't really, just they don't... the plot of the mask? <laughs> like I guess <laughs> it's weird. It's a weird book. Uh, some of the kills are fun, and like I do, just love the like YA perspective for for this stuff. So if I can track down the rest of it, I'll definitely read it. And I'm really intrigued to read his bizarre YA. Uh, sorry, his a bizarre unofficial one because that's just available for free. Um, I now J- want somebody to write like a YA edition of the Hunger Games, where one of the districts just drops Jason in. Oh, well, okay, you know what? You say that, but guess what? That's basically the plot of one of the Jason novels. Um, It is, what is the Jason novel? Which one is it? Oh, yeah, so it's called The Jason Strain. And in this one, and in this novel, what happens is there's a reality show about a bunch of prisoners on a, like, island that are, like, fighting to the death. And to up ratings, they capture and send in Jason Voorhees. So it's like a horror reality show where Jason is literally participating in basically the Hunger Games, which is just bizarre. That's so it's like the fucking awesome. I Manhunt Manhunt meets the Running Man meets Hunger Games. That yeah. uh, sounds pretty great to me. Like I as as great as the Friday the Thirteenth game is, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a bit. Uh, that would be great for a different game. Like, cool, yeah, Jason is just dropped into this war zone. 
just to decimate people or yeah like a, a battle royale <laughs> yeah, it would be just a... drop fucking jason into the middle east with a parachute <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness now that's a plot for the ages now as crazy as and cool as the jason strain sounds the one that i really want to read is called carnival of maniacs and the plot is that jason is captured and used as like a sideshow at just like this weird fair so like jason is just like hanging is just like trapped and is like constantly like he's basically the elephant man and he's just he's just hanging <laughs> out at this carnival and for some reason zombie pamela Voorhees shows up and has to break him out of the carnival that's the plot the plot is his zombie like pamela comes back from the dead to save her son from the carnival wow this is that's kind of awesome too. that is it's pretty good you just uh, substitute dumbo out for jason and make the same fucking story it's kind of awesome pink elephants on parade but <laughs> by far the most insane plot is a sequel to um jason goes to hell called friday 13th hell lake where he is in hell jason's in hell and he teams up with another serial killer by the name of wayne sanchez which is a terrible name for a (laughs) serial killer but i mean i guess they can't choose their names they're just murderers but they're both in hell and they find a way to escape so it's literally these two like it's like the great escape but from hell and like jason just rises up from hell with an evil zombie army and you're like oh okay sure whatever um jason x also has a like has a bunch of books which i actually managed to find two of those which is which was really lucky because those things are out of print and people like for some reason like you can find a novelization of any movie for like two bucks on like amazon unless it's a horror movie because I guess they know that only dumb horror nerds are the ones who want to shell out the big bucks to read these things. Because believe me, I would shell out the big bucks to read some of these. But that's the reason why a lot of these books are so expensive. But like Jason X, honestly, has the most tie-in material of, I think, anything in the Jason universe. Because he's got like the four books. There's like multiple comic series, which we'll kind of talk about in a little bit. Um and there's a lot. There's a lot. It's, it's weird. I just think it's there's weird. something about Jason X that's evocative. Like, it's... It, you know what I mean? Like, just Jason being in space is, like... Just fires the imagination up in a way that I think, you know... Um, lends itself well to people writing books about it. That are just fun. And just how goofy that movie is. Kind of makes it... You know, something that I think... Uh, I could see why that one would... Um, cause a lot of Italian material to be created, personally. Right, right. The the Freddy Krueger has similarly has a bunch of books. Uh, he's got a bunch of YA books as well. Mm-hmm. Although, like, uh, although, like, yeah, I know that's really with him. <laughs> it all seems to be made after Freddy's Dead because all of the covers of those books are like Freddy's Dead, uh, Freddy. But, like, it doesn't really seem to have much to do with Freddy. Like, it's it seems like he maybe he, like, introduces it like Freddy's Nightmares. Because, like, all the plots <laughs> that you read, like, the, the plot for this YA movie is 
uh, sorry, not movie, but book is okay. okay so listen, to this. Freddy just does the forwarded all of them. I mean, just... listen, this doesn't even mention Freddy. So listen to this. <laughs> Alicia has it all: good looks, talent, and the star of the football team for a boyfriend. Why then is she hanging around with? Weird Evan the nerd. Uh, Evan is the biggest dweeb in school, and Alicia feels sorry for him and all the cool jokes her friends play. But sympathy only makes it worse. The nicer she is to Evan, the more they beat him up. Then Alicia's friends begin to disappear. A dead cat with the eyes plucked out is found in the trunk of a car, and a terrible accident is about to happen. But will it really be an accident? And like... What the fuck does that have to do with Frank Krueger? They don't even dream. Don't... <laughs> Why are they killing a cat? I don't remember. Up. I don't remember Freddy ever, like on screen, killing an animal. Maybe I'm wrong here. I haven't watched the Freddy movies in a long time, but uh... no, you're right. He doesn't like. Yeah, at well, all. He doesn't care about that. He just wants to touch children. Yeah. And if he did that, he'd dogs, have dogs don't dream, right? Double entendre. He'd be like, "Got your pussy." Like. <laughs> Right? Like, that's what... <laughs> Call me Elf, because I'm about to eat this pussycat. <laughs> right? Like, uh, 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 something about Freddy in YA novels, like, somebody should have put that to stop before it got to print and been like, no. No. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Um, the... Oh my god. So the other there are other Freddy novels as well. Freddy novels just like don't seem to have as crazy or interesting plots as the Jason novels do because like there's really nothing too crazy. Like people have taking anti-insomnia drugs and then they end up being super sleepy and Freddy goes, I'm bitch, bitch, attack you. And you're like, alright, Freddy. Freddy is just like, wait a minute. This book describes Freddy as the cult anti-hero? Um, that's not oh. a thing. <laughs> Written by I don't, Nambla. I don't, <laughs> I don't think Freddy has ever done anything that would make him an anti-hero. Uh, but anyway, so I guess it's it's definitely the 90s. Oh, no, wait. That was published in 2005. He what killed Johnny Depp. He killed Johnny Depp. That makes him a hero yeah. in that book. I mean, I guess so. I guess so. There's I guess one. It was pre Walter White, and the world was looking for an antihero, and they're like, "Well, Freddy's kind of an antihero." <laughs> he Freddy did. Walter White is amazing. He did, he did smack uh, Johnny Depp with that frying pan. So I mean, I guess he must be okay. He looks like that because his meth lab burned down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Say uh, my name, bitch. Oh my. And Jesse calls everybody bitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It's oh my god! Guys. Black Flame has a lawsuit on its hands because they <laughs> steal his idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, a book that I will never read, and th- I know there is an audiobook of this one, but I will never read this. It's called A Nightmare on Elm Street Protege, um, where in this installment, Freddy yearns for the pitter patter of tiny feet. But will his new protege be content with being only second best? So, uh, this is just Freddy raising a child, and I don't ever want to read that. I think you do. I think, um, I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. Oh, God. (laughs) 
<laughs> no. Freddy's making Freddy. a baby. Freddy teaches you how to groom, bitch. <laughs> you gotta get your table manners, bitch. <laughs> you gotta have a special fork for the salad. Nobody understands you like I do, bitch. <laughs> Everyone else is out to get you. I can get you beer, oh, bitch. Just trying to change diapers with that fucking claw on is like four chapters in and of itself. Yeah. Well, there's one where uh, Freddy goes on the internet. That's stupid. Uh, <laughs> it's like Freddy has been trapped in the internet and now he's a virus. That's oh, dumb. Fuck. That's a hell of that's He's a Russian bot dumb. now. I mean, <laughs> if it was if it was tied in with VR, I guess I could understand it. Like, somebody fell asleep with VR goggles on and then Freddy <laughs> got into the internet. If you want to make that strange leap. But, like, Freddy just getting into the internet, like... Come on. <laughs> Freddy is definitely going straight to 4chan. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Freddy. God. Oh, Lock God. Up, bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Freddy is so terrible. He would totally be that. Yeah, now I guess I understand a right winger wrote that, and that's why he's the anti hero. <laughs> um, <laughs> Gotta make America great again, bitch. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. You know what? That makes a good, good transition to comic books which will be the next batch we'll talk about and we'll just kind of run through this because guess what i don't know what it is about freddy comic books but freddy comic books love to make him president and that's not even a joke <laughs> president freddy is a thing that i've read twice in freddy comic books now the one was a dream there's like so marvel the first freddy comics were in marvel comics and they did two comics, and then it got abruptly canceled before it was all finished. It was actually written by Steve Gerber, who actually invented Howard the Duck, so mm, that's kind of nice. crazy. But in a dream sequence, he's, like, dressed like – I think he's dressed like George Washington, and he's, like, in a photo, and he's like, you <laughs> thought you were at the museum, bitch, but no, I'm here. President Freddy's here. The old chop-chop down the cherry tree. And you're like, all right, Freddy, chill out. And then in the worst pile of shit that I have ever read in the history of humankind, um, Freddy versus Jason versus Ash, the Nightmare Warriors, the sequel to Freddy versus Jason versus Ash, which also has a lot of problems, but it's nowhere near as bad as the Nightmare Warriors, uh, also in. Uh, also results in Freddy getting all the powers of the Necronomicon, and the most he can do is show up in Washington and become president, and he just hangs out in the Oval Office and summons a bunch of demons. And then he makes Jason sexy because he thinks that's what Jason has always wanted. He's like, yeah, Jason, I'll make you beautiful. So, like, Jason becomes, like, this ripped Adonis who then has to uh, help lead the Freddy forces against Ash. And, the, and every single character who survived other films in both franchises come back, but I don't think the writers ever watched the movies. Like, I think they just, like, had, like, a meth haze and were like, yeah, this is a name, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Um, because they bring back Freddy's daughter, and it's a different character altogether. And then for some weird reason, she starts incesting with her dad, Freddy, and what? you're like, what? This like, is what an actual the... comic book, not, like, did, splash did... fiction? <laughs> Did George R. R. Martin write that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's all He pushes Chucky out of a window and gets paralyzed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
But yeah, no, this is a real comic book, and it's garbage and so bad. And like, there, it 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 doubles down on the like Tommy Jarvis is the only man who can kill Jason, even though it brings in the other continuities. So like, the characters from Jason Goes to Hell shows up. And they're not the ones to kill Jason, even though, like, in their movie, they're the only ones to kill Jason. And you're like, whatever. Um, the the And Ash is actually written okay. So, like, that's the thing. Like, it's nice because, like, if you're a fan of Ash Williams, like, he's pretty easy to write. And, like, they, they do him justice in both books. If you're going to read one, read the other. Read the first one because that was actually based on the original treatment for the sequel. Now, it also has some terrible slurs in it, so uh, mm. fair warning about that. It's It doesn't use can, nice language. Um, can Freddy we get back very... to this idea of Freddy being fucking president? Like, why would Freddy want to be president? I don't understand. I don't know, because he's American. Like, I think that's, like, for some reason when they want to show him as all-powerful, he's like, ah... I rule one country. Damn, bitch. <laughs> Age of consent is no longer a state <laughs> issue. Ah, yeah. It is now a federal issue. Yeah. It is abolished, bitch. <laughs> bitch. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, that's no. That's the reason why he wants to be president. That's fucking oh, amazing. God. Ter- oh, oh no. God. That's amazing. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Oy, 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 oy. Um, yeah, but, yeah, it's really bad, because, like, also in Fre- in the original Freddy vs. Jason vs. Ash and Freddy vs. Jason vs. Ash Nightmare Warriors, Jason is just Freddy's bitch. Like, in, so in the first one, it starts out as a sequel to Freddy vs. Jason, obviously, but the idea is that Freddy is just inside of Jason's head after he killed him in the, in the events of Freddy vs. Jason. So, like, literally, you see his shack now has Pamela's head and freddy's head in it and like the entire comic is just freddy being like hey you stupid kid why don't you do this thing and find me the necronomicon and then jason's all like must find the necronomicon and they're like what the fuck is happening and like freddy is like banging his mom in the dream world and stuff yeah like pamela Voorhees gets banged a bunch by freddy in the dream world it's stupid there is some good kills though which is nice um, but it's re the women. Oh, if it does not treat women very well in this book, it's very misogynistic in that way. But you know, some people uh, kill some things, and Jason dual weeds like uh, machetes. And at one point, uh, again, proving that I have, I don't think the writers ever actually understood the canon of this franchise. At one point, Freddy has a Necronomicon and goes up to Jason and is like. I'm going to bring back all the souls you killed. They have something to say to you and take you back down to hell where you belong, dum-dum. And then, like, characters who died in part five show up, and you're like, no, that doesn't make any sense. Jason didn't kill him. That was that was Rory. <laughs> who Dealing was the original Friday. Friday the 13th and was like, what I want to see is Pamela Voorhees catch a D. <laughs> <laughs> Come I on. don't know. I don't know. It's just gross and crass, and you're like, oof. I forgot how bad it was, too. There is this cute moment where Jason loses, like, um, Ash cuts off Jason's hand, and then Jason sees Ash's chainsaw hand and gets the idea to give himself a machete hand, 
which is like kind of cute. That's but cool. also that's kind of cool. Uh, it's dumb. It's dumb. It's dumb. But yeah, so that's the biggest comic book of the two. Uh, Jason crossed over with Leatherface, which I I listened to another podcast. Somebody said that book was good. It's not. It's very bad. <laughs> you you have no relatable characters. The only person you're set to relate to is Jason. Like he's the he's only hero. He's he's literally an <laughs> antihero in this book. Like he's all like, oh, the the Sawyers are feet are making. Uh, Leatherface feel bad and abusing him just like I was abused by my family. And you're like, damn, they're really Anakin, Anakin, Anakin Skywalkering, uh, fucking Jason Voorhees right now. Yeah. Like, like, it's bad. It's just like, Pamela, you're going down a path I can't follow. It's like you're a like, fucking Rob Zombie remade fucking Friday the 13th. Yeah, so then um, Jason and Leatherface are like the best of friends and they go on some killing sprees and then Jason's all like, I'm gonna kill your family, they're mean to you and then, you know, Leatherface is like don't kill my family, I love them um, and then, you know, that happens. Um, Freddy kills uh, Jason also kills a hobo and a dog very brutally in this story and I was like well that was unnecessary comic book writer, that dog was just chilling like, why do you have to kill that hobo and his dog? What a dick, Jason. Um, the, uh, probably my favorite of all the comics is probably, um, Jason versus Jason X, which is a weird Jason X sequel comic where somehow the form of the original Jason is like reconstructed with nanites to fight Uber Jason. And it's just hella dumb. But it's just both. It's just Jason fighting Jason on a space station. And it's kind of funny. It's cool. It's funny. Although, like, it ends exactly how you would expect it to. Mm-hmm. That sounds like and fun. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, it was weird when when both of the characters were briefly at Wildstorm, which is DC Comics. They had some like really good writing teams, but like a lot of the comics are not not great upon rehashing. But like Jimmy Palmiotti, who's like a big a comic book writer, Jason Aaron, who is like a huge comic book writer, actually wrote a uh, Jason story. Uh, Joshua Fialkoff, who's like a pretty big comic writer, also had some stuff going on. But like overall, like eh, like. Not much in the comic realm for either characters really works for me that well. I don't love... So, like, there's a tendency for comics to go in a way... Like, to do gore in a way that I just do not like. Like, I'm not squeamish, but, like, there's just, like, really gross, gross gore in a lot of these comics. Because, like, they don't have any anything kind of, like, limiting them. And it just ends up being kind of, like, crass and gross. And it just, like, not that appealing. But... I don't know. Have I, have either of you read any of the comics? I have not. No. Um, I I remember picking up the trade of I think uh, Freddy versus Jason versus Ash, and I read a couple pages, and I was like, "Well, I don't want to buy this." So uh, that was the extent of my, uh, you know. Exposure to those. Fair. Fair. So let's move on to the television series. Alex, did you watch either Freddy's Nightmare or Friday the 13th, the series? Um, I watched the episode of Freddy's Nightmare that comes in the, uh, like, the Blu-ray 
series oh, set. Yeah. Uh, with the, it was such a strange show. Like a little weird. I get Freddie narrating it sort of as the crypt keeper. Okay, cool. A way to tie Freddie in and keep Robert England having fun, putting on the makeup, doing that whole thing. Uh, that episode where like the girl gets what she wished for and there's that relay race or whatever and mm. the girl just dies. <laughs> and I was like, that took such a turn. I was like, oh, okay. Like, what's good? She's going to break her ankle. It's like, no, she's just fucking dead. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just remember being... I, I couldn't believe that was a real show. But had it been on, like, Space Channel or something up here when I was a kid, I would have stayed up to watch it. Nice, nice. It's, it's Freddy's Nightmares is interesting because, like, I don't know if they do it for every episode, but the anthology, uh, the anthology episodes that we... that were on that disc... Uh, it looked like it was like <clears throat> one continuous story almost, and it just kind of switches perspectives halfway through the story, which is kind yeah. of cool. That I, was a neat. That was a neat conceit. Yeah. So like, I hope that's kind of like the way that these go. And like, I think there's a, a bevy of great Freddy lines that like, since the Freddy's nightmares, like you can't find anywhere like right now. Like it's I don't know who owns the rights, but yeah. like. Well, it's you can locked. find it, but not legally. Well, yeah, you can find it, but like not legally in just a smattering episode. But I yeah. think there's a, a just a huge swath of great Freddy lines that we don't we don't even have anymore, just because nobody kind of like has dwelled into Freddy's nightmares. Um, and then as far as the Friday the Thirteenth show, I don't think I've ever seen an episode. I think I watched the opening credits on YouTube one time and. I was like, oh, I'll track that down one day. And then when the DVDs, uh, like, complete series came out, I couldn't find it up here in Canada, or at least not for a price I wanted to pay. It was, like, mm. some insane amount. So I'm like, I'll see it eventually. And then, of course, it, like, disappeared. And uh, I'll see it one day. But it, uh, from what I understand, it's it's sort of like to Friday the 13th, the way Halloween 3 has Michael Myers. Like, it's like... No, it's it's name only. Like it's mm-hmm. it's 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 franchise related, but not at all um, involved. Versus Freddy's Nightmares, where uh, I believe the is it the first episode is like the yeah. trial of Freddy Krueger. Yeah, that episode's really good. It is directed by Toby Hooper, mm-hmm. and it's like a it's very interesting. Like at least they they actually bothered to do franchise stuff where Friday Thirteenth, like the show, never really did. Um, it's interesting because, like, wasn't the show part of the reason why, when it was sold to New Line, they kept the Friday Thirteenth name? Because, like, I thought the show was making money, maybe on syndication or something, and that that's the reason why when New Line got the rights to the Jason movies, they're all Jason goes to blank, Jason takes a girl on a date, Jason eats sherbet ice cream, stuff like that. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think I think that's the reason why. Uh, Jason, you said you actually had a lot of experience with with. Uh, well, I um, absolutely love um, anthology television. I mean, I have an entire podcast I created dedicated mostly to anthology television, horror related or uh, sci-fi. So, you know, I um, watched some of uh, Freddy's Nightmares when it came out. Um, I've seen a, sh- a fair amount. I've seen a shit ton of Friday the Thirteenth. The television program 
Uh, I really respect that in a weird way, and I think I want to get at this a little bit. Um, regardless of how I feel about a lot of this tie material, I really respect the hell out of Robert England like doing a bunch of stuff that I think other people wouldn't have done. You know, he's he's a real actor, right? And he and a lot of people would have run away from this role a little bit more than I think he does. He just embraces the hell out of it. I mean, he's doing fucking weird albums and he's on Freddy's Nightmares, like just introducing stuff and acting as the Crypt Keeper and giving some great lines. Like, you know, that, there's something to be respected there, in my opinion, in terms of what he does. And I think... Um, it's a perfectly serviceable anthology television program. Like it's, uh, you're gonna get some good stories. You're gonna get some not so good stories, and but he always brings it. Like that dude always brings it as Freddy Krueger, whether it's on a television program nobody's ever gonna watch or it's the next nightmare film. So I don't know. I just wanted to bring that up as we talk about Freddy's nightmares because I think that's, um, I think it's commendable. Right. Yeah, it, it definitely is commendable, and also what kind of screws the franchise over without him, because like sure. he would do everything, and he's so ingrained in the like. We'll get to fan films in a little bit, and my god, I watched a lot of fucking fan films, and let me tell you, any fan film that brings on fucking Freddy Krueger, it's just bad. Well, I, it's, it's bad. big shoes to fucking fill. That dude brings it every single time. Regardless of how stupid the line is, you know, or what's going on on screen, he fucking brings it with yeah, all his heart. So for sure, yeah. um, the Friday the Thirteenth is really interesting. Um, Alex, you said it's kind of a name only, which is true. The premise of that show is essentially this family that runs a curio shop with cursed items in it, and like each episode is an anthology story about one of the cursed items in the in like its history or somebody takes it and how they got into the shop, uh, which is a really interesting premise. Like, I don't, you know, I, I think it's just a cool little wraparound story to tell, a um, tell little stories, uh, spooky tales. So like, I really love that show quite a bit. I think we reviewed at least one of them on electric terror. I think we're definitely going to do more because I fucking love that show. I think it's um, really good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely interested to watch more. Like I, I, I it's I'm got a lot of for, cheese, but it's you know in a good way. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a sucker for anthologies. Like I yeah. love I love anthologies. So like, I, get me an anthology, put it in front of me, and and I'll have a great time. Like, I'll even watch Night Gallery. Like I'll go I'll go anywhere. I love Night Gallery. Fuck yeah. Night Gallery's good. Night Gallery's good. But um, I'd say yeah. like a th- a third of Night Gallery is good. Uh, you know, for being honest, like there's some really solid oh, episodes, but there's a lot of st- stupid little vignettes or the the one or two minute ones where it's like oh the babysitter is there but it turns out the parents are a dracula and a werewolf or whatever <laughs> well, sure sure i mean i think if you took even if you took the bulk of every iteration of the twilight zone vast majority of the episodes are dog shit oh yeah but like there's... ultimately it's my favorite one of my favorite shows of all time you know so oh for sure like i've got every season on blu-ray and yeah. i'm watching every episode and then Sometimes you'll go like five episodes without really having one stand out, and I'm like, oh, like those were those were fine. I guess people yeah. just had uh, lower expectations when there was only three channels. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's true. yeah. When, when you had a lot less competition, your show could be mediocre, but seen as amazing. That's not to say that Twilight Zone is mediocre. There are standout, fantastic mediocre. episodes, but 
Yeah, no, that's that's fair. That's a very good point. Like the, the anthology film, like anthology TV series, are not really that much of a thing anymore. Uh, other than like Black Mirror and mm. the new Twilight Zone, right? It's like uh, it's kind of a kind of a lost art because they used to have tons of them. Like in this huge era of TV, like anthologies have kind of fallen by the wayside a little bit. I feel. Yeah, Agreed. like I'm not a huge M Night guy, but I was excited when he was supposed to be bringing back Tales from the Crypt, but that that uh, that went nowhere or that got canceled or whatever happened and. I was a little bummed because I just thought, like, oh, okay, like, mm-hmm. it, it's just him there in name only, really, or just as executive producer. But, you know, the, I'm sure the world's ready for the, the Crypt Keeper again or some variation Fuck, yeah. of him. Like, everybody I, knows the Crypt Keeper. Yeah, I wonder if Shudder's Creep Show will incorporate a, like, Crypt Keeper-esque figure. Because I know the film did kind of dabble in that a little bit but well, right see, the comics had sort of a crypt keeper-esque uh oh yeah they did yeah he was uh he was not a skeleton man who made a bunch of puns but he was there <laughs> yeah. he was no, there because yeah. there was the crypt keeper and there was the vault keeper and there was yeah. the witch because the vault oh, right. keeper and the witch were characters on the cartoon show but they kept the tales from the crypt style crypt keeper for the cartoon for doing the intros interesting that is yeah. that is interesting um but Let's... we better uh segue away from anthology yes. television or i'm gonna yeah. talk about tales from the dark side and that's gonna be the end of everyone's night because i'm gonna <laughs> not stop talking about it Speaking of Tales from the Dark Side, let's talk about the video games. <laughs> and uh, the video games do get good, so I'm not trying to uh, to start fights. Um, but they were made by LGA, LJN first, um, which is a notorious NES uh, producer who has made a few good games. Um, I, for this podcast, I went to play both of them. So I was kind of like, I was trying to play both of them a few nights ago. The Nightmare on Elm Street one is awful. It is unplayable. I tried to play earlier today, uh, and it is unplayable. I I had to watch a playthrough, and it is so complicated. So complicated and dumb. And, like, I read there's all these, like, different characters you can be, and I'm like, how? I'm only this dumb, dweeby teen guy. Like, how do I get to be an acrobat? Like, what is happening? Like, yeah, it's a terrible platformer. And which is why I kind of really respect, like, the weirdness of the Friday the 13th uh, mm-hmm. NES game. Mm-hmm. Because, like, it's not great. But they try to do something interesting, and like there's a lot going on. So like it for a game of its ilk, like I can I can I respect it more because it's not just a shitty platformer. If if you know how to play it, it's actually a fun game because when I got my NES at one point uh, as a kid, because I got my NES used like I already had a Super Nintendo by that time, and I was just going to garage sales. And when I got a copy of Friday the 13th to play on my uh, NES, I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. Like, Jason, this is going to be so cool. That game, without a manual, is so hard to understand what is going on. It is so abstract, as were yeah. a lot of the, the LJN games. But this one, much like the, the Jaws LJN game, if you know how to play it, there are actually cool elements to the game there. 
where it's like, oh, you just need to know, oh, I got to light these fires. I got to get uh, Jason's mom's sweater and fight the decapitated head of Mrs. Voorhees while it flies around. <laughs> I have to go so into cool. this cabin and, like, stab and, and, and avoid uh, blue and purple Jason, which is, like, when that skin became available for the, the, the new video game, I was like, that is the coolest thing. Like, the 8-bit Jason is still one of my favorite Jasons. It's just such a ridiculous look, but it's so cool. And he has a great theme. Like, I love how the, the even the new game incorporated that theme yes. song, right? The, like, when he's coming for you, you can hear the NES theme start coming. And, like, that's so good. I am um... so yeah, and I think um, because I'm a little bit older, like, I think my context for these games uh, are a little bit different because I definitely played them when they came out. Like, I had an NES, and, like, they, you know, um, if you didn't know, like, a lot of people have nostalgia for NES games, but the reality is that 95% of those games are absolute dog shit. So, like, oh, yeah. so like uh, even at the time, but you didn't have any other context for what the hell was going on, right? Unless you're going to, and you're not going to compare Metroid to freaking you know, Freddy Nightmare on Elm Street game, right? Like, you kind of know what you're getting into, and I did as a kid. I definitely played the shit out of both of these games. Um, the F- Nightmare on Elm Street game is so stupid. Like, I th- and I haven't even thought of it in years until you just brought it up. Um, I think, like, you guys both played it today, right, you said? Yeah. Yeah, so, I, so I was playing it wrong, But though. I think what happens in that game is, like, you have a meter that, like, you're just walking around like the school and then you fall asleep because you get so tired and then suddenly it becomes like ghosts and goblins like you're jumping over fucking bats and shit, right? Yeah, yeah. so like it's a thing where you have to go into buildings, collect Freddy's bones and then if you collect enough of Freddy's bones you get to fight a piece of Freddy. Right. Yeah, so, you, like, like, the glove. you fight the glove and Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like um during the daytime um they're rats like things will be rats and like weird uh, humany things, but when asleep. you fall as- and you fall asleep, and then the rats become like weird leather daddies who you have to like fight, <laughs> and uh, there's lots of flying skulls and like weird Freddy spiders, and you're like, I like some of the designs on this, but the platforming in this game it's is so utter dog shit. But it's, it's like so, so bad. weird because the premise of this game is like you go into a building and you just run out of a meter and you're just playing a narcoleptic, I guess, which just fucking falls asleep in buildings while you're collecting bones. And then you're like, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then you have to have a daddies. weird fight. Then you have to fight a weird fight with Freddy, and it's just yeah. it's it's odd. It's an odd one. Well, it's it's crazy because I was looking it up because I knew LJN published it, but Rare developed that game. Where, really? Yeah, where I was a little surprised because they had like if they had done like a an isometric or something weird, mm. Freddy related, like that could have at least been interesting. Uh. But because it like it once I realized it was a rare game, I'm like, oh, you have to run around and collect stupid shit. <laughs> of, course, of course, it's a rare game. Yeah. Um, but that's why I kind of like the Friday game better, because even as a kid, not knowing how to play it, it's still fun. It's it's frustrating because, you know, you're not going to win. But like you're running around the camp, you're throwing rocks at zombies and all that other weird shit. But like. When you get into a cabin and Jason is there, like it is exciting, it's exhilarating, like it's it's bad, but I I never didn't enjoy myself playing it. I got frustrated, but I never got mad. Yeah, yeah. The, right. the Friday Thirteen game is way superior to the Nightmare on Elm Street one for sure. 
Yeah, it's interesting because um, talking about so there is another Nightmare on Elm Street game made at the same time that was ported, but it was ported to DOS, and it looks like it's kind of like a running, uh, kind of like a text adventure game almost. But like it has all of the like like the sprites look way better. They actually have pictures of the, the Dream Warriors, so you're like actually like, playing as the Dream Warriors, and as you go through a level, you have to like. I think you have to like answer questions or something like that, or like or, or find items to like fight Freddy. But like, if you can lose a Dream Warrior, and then you're like, oh, I just lost Will, or I just lost Taryn. So it's like you get kind of more of a connection than just the weird uh, ideas that they had for the NES game for a Nightmare. There's also a uh, computer game from 1985 that's a Friday Thirteenth game that I've never heard of until I saw, like, a compilation video, like, talking about all of the iterations. It just seems like a very simple, simple game. Like, it just seems like you go into buildings and you stab and fight Jason. Like, it doesn't it, seem... Well, it's it's kind of crazy. I was watching a video of it earlier, that like, the Commodore 64, yeah, one, like, early computer one from the earlier 80s. It's kind of neat because you're in, like, a sanctuary where to start like in a church sanctuary or something and you're going around to find all your friends and Jason is disguised as one of your friends and you sort of have to figure out by trying to either talk to them or just throwing an axe at them try and figure out which of your friends is actually Jason and then when you figure it out you throw an axe at them and then the game like freezes and you hear a scream and it's like congratulations you killed Jason he was inside Tammy and then you become another character and you just wander around the sanctuary again trying to find uh Jason and murder him yeah. and I'm like oh it's it it it's it's almost like ET in the fa- in like the sense where it's like oh you're wandering around and if you can figure it out it's not terrible but it's also just fucking weird yeah that sounds that sounds very very bizarre and that was it for the game's for a long time like they like uh occasionally like you would see uh characters that were obviously meant to be jason in certain japanese games like if you if you play the splatterhouse games for like the turbo graphics like that was clearly supposed to be like jason Voorhees, like he has the mask and everything like that um but they neither character actually made another main appearance until Freddy actually joined Mortal Kombat in 2011. And oh, this yeah. and this is where we start the great Freddy conundrum, which is the fact of for all video game appearances after this point, which I think there's like there's a two more, it's only remake Freddy. Ugh. And I don't know why it must be a rights things. Like they yeah. must have. Like Nobody they must have signed that fucking Freddy. Let's be honest. No, like it, I, I, I wonder if like Jackie Earl Haley like had right, like had merchandising rights or something <laughs> like that. Like if they thought that the the new Nightmare film was going to be huge business, so they like made this huge contract that was like, if Freddy appears in any media, he has to be me. Because like I don't think he's actually voiced um, by him, but like the designs are all him. And where he looks like a burned Sphinx cat. Yeah. Like that's, like, that's what always freaked me out about the Jackie yeah, like Haley one. He looks like Mr. Bigglesworth. Like he just, <laughs> <looks> like... 
It's just so disturbing looking. I get that he's supposed to be a burn victim and it's supposed to look more realistic to what burn victims look like. But, you know, like, don't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like, I, I, it, it's frustrating that that's the only, like, modern Freddy we have. Yeah, it's extra frustrating because, like, you're going into Mortal Kombat, right? And, like, if you had, like, Robert England voicing the character in a Mortal Kombat <laughs> game, that would be so fucking perfect. Because, like, Mortal Kombat, like, the original Mortal Kombat games were, like, super inspired by, like, Jason and Freddy movies and all the slashers, right? Like, because it was all about, like, doing, like, crazy, insane kills and, like, doing very, like, exuberant, flamboyant things and like having characters have like really goofy interactions and crazy backstories and like i just think it would have been amazing and because like so like the storyline for freddy in this is that uh freddy tries to fight shao khan who is like the leader of uh like the big bad in mortal kombat and then he goes like oh fuck off and like makes him human again so freddy has to get the two uh demon weapon gloves so he's dual wielding the gloves in this game and that's his powers like he's got two gloves and he has to try to get back to the dream worlds and if that's kind of his plot if this was robert england voiced and he was just saying sexual double entendres and fucking crotch thrusting at johnny cage i'd still be playing this fucking game today oh yeah. man it'd be amazing and also okay we're going to talk about... So Jason also shows up in the next Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat X. Mm-hmm. And both of these characters have terrible fatalities. Yeah. I do not understand. These characters are like masters of murder. That's their whole thing. The whole thing. Freddy, like, creatively kills people all the time. It's the only reason anybody watches those later movies. And it... And same with Jason. Jason just doesn't, like, stab somebody and walk away. But, like, for some reason, the Mortal Kombat games, and, like, these games have amazing fatalities now. Like, some of them, like, go, Like, that's... Oh, God. And, like, but Freddy's... So, Freddy's two. One of them, he just throws a lady into a furnace, or a man. He just throws you into a furnace. He summons up his furnace and just, like, chucks you in a furnace. And you're like, fuck off. Okay. And the other one is, it's just a repeat of uh, the kill, like the bed kill from the first one. Except he just brings him into a geyser and then it just shoots blood. And you're like, that was lame as hell. Whatever. And then next, the next Mortal Kombat game, you get Jason. You also get like Leatherface and uh, the Predator and like Alien. And you like get like a lot of crazy, mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat X had a lot of crazy side characters. And Jason... I think Jason is also remake Jason, although he acts a lot like old Jason, but it's just like the way that he's styled is in the remake Jason style. And he seems like he's fun to play as because like uh, he's got like a good fighting style. And there's like the way that the Mortal Kombat X going forward games went is that each character had like three different move sets that you could choose from so there's like a slasher jason a Mm -hmm. brawler jason and like all of those things and they all fight differently and they all have cool movements uh but again his fatalities are dog shit one he just like bashes a lady bashes a person until all their limbs fall off and then another one he just like um uses a machete and machetes a person in half like that's it that's all that happens he just machetes a person in half and you're like what the shit why 
Come on. Why? I don't <laughs> understand. But he has a great story ending. There's like this because the story ending for him is not as boring as Freddy's is because Freddy's story ending is he gets sent back to the dream world and then starts torturing people like that's his ending. But Jason's is he shows up to like the nether realm, which is like where all the dead people in Mortal Kombat arrive. And now Liu Kang is in charge of it. And he's like, oh, man, this guy's great. He's great at killing. I'm going to like bring him in and like bring him he's gonna be my main man he's gonna be my enforcer and then like the cinematic just cuts to jason just strangling him with his own intestines and you're like, you're like yeah okay it's great that works he just he just strangles him with his intestines and walks away uh it's funny because the only game with with both characters that uh that are is an official game where they appear together is the mortal kombat x mobile game where Jason is in it and Freddy is in it, and it's but it's like a shitty mobile game. Although in this one, Freddy only has one glove, which is you know if you want to play proper Freddy, he looks a little different. But mm-hmm. um, and then before we talk about their appearances in like the online games, which we'll have lots to say. Did have you ever have have either of you ever heard of Terradrome or played Terradrome at all? No, isn't that where Krang lives? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Terradrome is like a fan-made uh, fighting game uh, that has all of these like slasher villains oh, in it. Oh, okay. I didn't know that's what it was called. I've seen gameplay footage of it on was YouTube. Crane in it? No, I wish. <laughs> I mean, awesome. I mean, hey man, I'm sure. <laughs> look, I'm sure they've ported all those characters into Mugen, and you can just have Krang fight Homer, or fight the Sentinels, fight <laughs> <laughs> whoever. Um, but yeah, so it's uh, it looks a lot of fun. I think I tried to play it once, and it, it, like it was just like a normal fighting game. I'm not very good at fighting games, so like I didn't I didn't get too much out of it. But the characters all have really fluid motions, and like it also includes a lot of like deep cuts, like weird deep cuts. Like the maniac cop is one of the characters that you can like fight as. You got like Phantasm. You got like this ghost face and all of them, so like it's fun. And both Freddy and Jason make appearance in that. Oh, Herbert West, you can also play as Herbert West. What does which Herbert is... West do in a fighting game? Just raise. Um, I think he, yeah, like he, he just uses a lot of. He just brings a lot of stuff out of his bag. He, he just, just got he like a bag. And he cat, just, uh, yeah, yeah, like throws undead heads and undead stuff at people <laughs> through bags, and like stabs them with a serum and does stuff like that. You know, he's being goofy. He's having a good time. Uh, but yeah, so that's, uh, that's the big ones until they both appeared in competing multiplayer Wait games. a minute, before you move forward, you can yes. play as Chucky and Teardrop. Yes, what the fuck yes. is Chucky doing against any of these fuckers? Uh, you know, he's just going like, slabby, stabby, stabby, I'm Chucky, bitch. <laughs> like, Didn't you know. see Ready Player One, like... Oh no! Chucky's your secret weapon. <laughs> oh god! Uh, I try to drink bleach to forget that existed. <laughs> um, although, yeah, I do think Jason and Freddy both appear in Ready Player One, don't they? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Freddy for sure. I'm pretty sure Jason I, does as well. Yeah, and they're uh, they're both actually their Mortal Kombat uh, designs. Uh, if you if you're looking closely, like they're both. Uh, designed after their character models in Mortal Kombat, which is kind of interesting. Um, so yeah, and then let's talk about their competing 
online franchises. Let's talk about the one where, like, I just find it kind of boring and don't really have any interest in it. Uh, Dead by Daylight. Have either of you played Dead by Daylight? I'm aware, but I've never played it, though. Uh, same boat. I've I've watched clips, but I uh, I don't I don't PC game really, and then console options, whatever. But uh, I never I never played it. Yeah, like it just seems to be a game where you just try to start a bunch of generators so you can like escape a area, and you have a bunch of like you have like a killer who's kind of like hunting you, and how they have all these like different perks and powers, and it's a very popular, it's like it's a pretty popular game, and they're constantly coming out with updates to it. And um, if for nothing else, if you want to figure out how fucking weird the rights to franchises are, you should pay attention to it. Um, for example, they released, they had a Scream pack, uh, release recently, except they didn't have a Scream pack. They had a ghost face pack because they could only license the mask, the ghost face mask and the costume. So it's not actually like Wes Craven Scream that they're licensing. What they're licensing is there's a specific company that owns the rights to the mask and the costume from Scream. Which is just, which is I've weird. I've I've heard about that because that's how they keep selling it at Halloween. It's it's yeah they they licensed it to the movie. It's not a movie licensed thing. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Freddy does appear in this game. Apparently, they nerfed him. Like apparently, Freddy was really good when they first released him, and they're like, oh, he's too good, so they had to mess him up. But again, this is remake Freddy. This is Remake Freddy with a character from the movie. A character from the Nightmare on Elm Street remake appeared in this game in 2015. Okay. Like like Rooney Mara? No. No. The boyfriend named Quentin Smith. I had to look this character up because I was like, who the fuck is Quentin Smith? And he's like the love interest. He's like Rooney Mara's love interest, I guess. So he's the Johnny Depp of the movie. Yeah, I think so. Okay. And, and he does. He just. I. He even his perks sucked. I was like, why would anyone play this character? Like he sucks. He's lame. Uh, and the way that if like so the way that Freddy kills people is he puts you on a hook and summons you to demons, or he just jabs his hands through the chest of you, and it's just kind of it seems kind of boring. Hmm. Yeah. Now let's talk about a game I know Alex has played. Yes. Friday the 13th. The game? Is that what it's called? Is this Friday the 13th the game? I believe so. Yeah. So tell me more about your experience playing this. And what's um, I remember hearing about the game when they were kickstarting it and thinking like, this sounds really cool. But I don't know, um, like, I think the focus at the time was mostly on PC, and I don't PC game at all. And then when they were talking about consoles and console release, I'm like, okay, I have to keep an eye on this. I want to get a physical copy if and when it comes out. And then people had been playing for months. Uh, I'd been watching people play online. I'm like, once it goes physical, I want to buy it. Like, I want to have a disc. I want to get everything. So... It actually, when it came out, I got it like day one, went to EB Games, picked it up, and then uh, I hadn't had an on, I hadn't paid for an online game service 
uh, ever. I had the a uh, one year subscription to Xbox Live on the original Xbox um, when that came out, and then after that, I'm like, I'm not going to be bothered to pay you know forty to sixty dollars a year just to play online against people. Like the PS3, when I had that, it was free online. Uh, same with like the Wii and everything. So in the next gen, I was like, well, whatever. But when Friday the 13th, when I got it for PS4, I got it release day and I signed up for PS Plus that day so I could play it online. And I love it. It's so good. It's so good. It's, um, it's buggy and and the graphics aren't amazing, but everywhere it needs to be good, it's great. It's so much fun. Uh, it's It's hard to jump into when you're playing against people who are leveled up an insane amount where it's like, Oh, if you're Jason, they just break away from you immediately. Or, uh, if they're Jason, they destroy you immediately. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's, it's so much fun. See, I love it because, uh, unlike the Freddy conundrum, this game uses every iteration of Jason ever that they can get their hands on the rights issues, right? This is probably like, a book version they weren't able to use, but, um, and they actually, uh, developed the powers based on like the different yeah. iterations and they put a lot of thought and care into it. Kane Hodder did all of the, like the character interactions and the screen, like he motion capture for all the kills. The kills are insane and so much fun to so watch. So good. So good. Uh, and also like, it's just so much fun to play. Like, I was playing, like, for a long time, I was playing this game, like, every day. It was kind of just, like, my daily thing where I'd come home and just, like, do a few rounds of this. Uh, just because it was just so much fun. Like, there was such a really cool cat and mouse element to the game where one of my favorite things is as a counselor is using and placing my bear traps well so that I could always capture Jason when he showed up and just be like, bam, bitch, I'm out of here. And, like... I'll be honest, I didn't escape very much uh, as the counselor. I was much better as Jason because, like, I actually it was pretty good at just, like, messing with people and, and doing that. Yeah. But, yeah, it was uh, – it's boatloads of fun. I love all the characters they brought in from the franchise. Like, I love that you can play as Shelly and, uh, mm -hmm. and just have fun like that. Uh, Jason, did you play this game at all? Oh, I played the – I got this game day one. Um and, like, at first, it you couldn't get into, like, a room. Nobody was, like, signing in. There was all sorts of problems day one. Um, but this game has come a long way. Like, I still play this game occasionally. Um, and it's a shit ton of fun. Like, I love the special powers that different Jasons have. Like, the teleporting and shit is um, amazing. It looks great. It's just fun to play. Um, it, also, like, early on, it... it I uh, had a real problem with, like, you could kind of, as a counselor, just, like, hide out. You could, like, turtle inside of a cabin and just, like, hang out there um, for a long period of time. And they've gotten a lot better with just um, keeping people engaged and forcing them back into the fray to kind of, like, make it uh, a little more fun, especially as Jason. So, like, uh, yeah, I, I love this game. It's fucking great. It's a lot of fun. It's um, and they make improvements to it all the time. So, you know, I love it. Yeah, it sucks because like this is again, uh, it's it's kind of fascinating just like 
how cognizant we are of rights issues now, like the rights of all these characters that we love are just constantly being fractured and like fought over, especially franchises that have existed this long. Don't worry, um, Andrew. Soon Disney will own everything and you don't need to worry about it. Oh, God. They're don't. Don't own you. Oh, God. Don't talk about the future of Waylon Yutani. I don't want to. <laughs> I do not want to live in Waylon. Oh, Yutani. Um, but. Uh, the fact that there was a lot of stuff planned for this game that had to be canceled because mm. the rights were in flux. So the rights and the like a big court case going on between Victor Miller and Sean Cunningham over who actually owns the rights from like the original uh, like script deal. Uh, I believe there was a um, it was they found Victor Miller to be the one who actually get got a lot of the rights that he was asking for but then uh sean cunningham and his company appealed the decision so now we're just trapped in appeal 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 and nobody can do anything with the rights to the film at all due to the due to this issue and it really kind of hurt the game because the game had actually done um had pretty much been ready to release a whole new Jason X map with like the Jason X Grendel uh, map and like the Jason Uber Jason design. Uh, and apparently like, cause like they released a thing called the virtual cabin, which is like a really fun little escape room thing that you could kind of like look around that was kind of like a virtual museum that you could tour for the game. And in that, if you did all of these very specific things and, found all the secrets you could get a trailer for the uh that that version of jason and like he just shows up you're on the grendel and he just shows up and kills you and then yeah we won't get that now thanks to the uh lawsuit which kind of sucks but the game is still great so the the lawsuit is it's it's crappy that it happened uh but when you sort of read about it and why uh victor miller was was suing i get it where it's sort of the way comic creators were treated like oh did you write this on contract or did you write this independently uh and it was purchased and and you retain the rights and like i it's a frustrating lawsuit but at the same time as as a creative you can't you can't help but feel for victor miller like i'm i'm agreed i'm I'm frustrated that it 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 puts the series in limbo, but you know, like he's he's in the right. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. So I hope I hope it didn't appear. Oh no, I just I, I just wanted to voice like yeah, like you didn't you didn't sound unsympathetic. I think people who really understand the issue, mo- all of us are are sympathetic. It's it's one of those things. It's it's a crappy situation, but I'm glad it's it's setting a precedent. Right. Yeah, ex- exactly. And, and, and unfortunately, just like straight fans don't really give a shit about that. Like um, people who aren't don't deal with that very often, who are just interested in seeing new content suffer for that. But, um, you know, you got to fight for your rights. I mean, it's hard enough to be uh, to work in a creative realm and fucking feed yourself as it is. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I think we should give and, uh, and especially given like just how much money this franchise made, we're just talking about this, right? Like we talk about all the video games, all the 
somebody bought the books because they made a lot of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> comic books, merchandise, For sure. all of that stuff. And it just, it's, uh, he definitely deserves a piece of the pie. It's kind of great also because uh, Larry Zerner, who played Larry in, sorry, played Shelley in Friday the 13th Part 3 and is now a lawyer, is constantly correcting stories on this piece. So like he's kind of like ensuring like if a like if a fan site is like, oh, they're being really shitty, he'll be like, Well, actually I'm aware of the law and he actually has all his rights to do this and you guys shouldn't blame him for this. And it's like it's really cool to just see him kind of like hop in and interact with fans as a lawyer. It's just weird, but it's kinda of cool. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's it is awesome. Um and uh uh, unless anyone has anything else to say about the games, I think we'll go on to the final topic, which is fan films. Uh, I'll, last thing I'll say about the games is I'm always shocked when I'm in a match with kids how much oh. better they are than I am mm. and how proficient they are with the game. Where I was, I had the gas and the, the keys or whatever for the car, and I, I gave the keys to this kid because he's like, you're not good at driving, let me drive. And I'm like, oh, okay. And he tried to, like, back us up and almost backed us into the lake. And I'm like, oh, this kid sucks. But then, because Jason can only, like, smash the front of the car, the kid drove backwards through the entire map across the level to escape and didn't crash once. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. And, like, driving backwards in that game is not necessarily easy. So the fact that he did it across the entire level... I couldn't believe, and this kid couldn't have been more than 11. It was ridiculous. That's amazing. Also, what I love about when you play with kids in that game, like, they don't know who Jason... Like, a lot of these people do not have any connection to Jason, because obviously they're so young, right? And this is just, like, a fun game that everyone's been playing. So, like, they hop on because their parents don't give a shit. And uh, <laughs> you, always hear pe- you always hear people being like... It's the Jace. Jace is coming. It's the killer. Be aware of the killer. He's coming. Yeah. He's coming. Watch out for the killer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. I uh, I just remember watching streams of people play the game and just dying laughing at just the reactions of children. Yeah. They're uh, fucking because... watching Paw Patrol and playing fucking <laughs> the Friday the 13th game. It's so good. It's so good. Jason, any more thoughts about the games? No. No, I think we covered it. Okay, let's talk. Let's talk a realm that few people dare to tread. And that is the fan film. The world where all Jasons are fat and Freddy's are a mixture of looks like actual burn victims and, I don't know, somebody just had a really bad uh, Mrs. Doubtfire cosplay. Uh <laughs> Hello, bitch! (laughs) Wearing a mask of whipped cream. (laughs) Yeah, so, Jason, have you watched any fan films? And if so, do you have any that you you really, really enjoy? I've seen one fan film. Um, It's something that I tried to get you to watch for Electric Terror, and you shit all over it. Um, But I would say is a better film by far than the Friday the 13th remake, and that's Never Hike alone never hike alone is great it's, it's fucking... not a tv show though oh i thought you're so saying, why... you saying fan films my no 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 i mean for the oh, podcast okay. well, when yeah. you try to make us watch it in a podcast about <sighs> it's on youtube TV show. all right so that's that's debatable but um and we watched 
poor in the war, so I don't, I don't understand how. I know, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. You're, um, you're right. Never Alone is fucking fantastic, in my opinion. Um, it just works. It's just a great idea for it to be a found footage film uh, that's Jason related. Like those two things just go hand in hand. Like it's a it's a smart it's a smart uh, methodology to making a Friday the Thirteenth film is to make it a. Now I don't think it would work t- again, and again, and again. But just that one conceit for that one film, it just works incredibly well. Much better than Jason being a pot farmer. We'll say that. Yeah, what's really interesting, uh, Alex, have you seen Never Hike Alone? Uh, I don't believe I have. It, the title doesn't sound familiar. I've watched a couple, I want to say, like early YouTube fan films, uh, but that one doesn't sound familiar. I would encourage, it's so, definitely on YouTube. I would definitely encourage you to watch it's, it. It's just a good watch. Yeah, it's a newer one. Like, So I think it was made, what, like 2018 is when it came out? 2017? 2017, I think. Yeah, and uh, and it's really well made. And what's interesting is that it's so well made, it's basically been canonized, like in so much that. Um, so the one game that I actually forgot to mention, but I'm going to quickly mention it now, uh, with the dogs barking, so they know it's a good game. Uh, and that's Friday Thirteenth: The Killer Puzzle, which is just like a really amazing puzzle game that uh, features Jason and like you are. It's, it's a it's like a good lateral thinking puzzle game that is fun to play and each level has like a plot uh is that like a there's like a whole game? No 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 it's like well i mean it is on consoles but it's also just on like your ipad like you can just get it on your ipad oh, and really? like it's not yeah it's not constantly asking you for downloads or anything like that it's it's just like a really fun fun game and you've definitely played games like this because um, it's basically like there are a certain set section and amount of like uh, counselors, and you have to do the swipe, and Jason can only go in straight lines, kind of thing. So it's God. just like trying to like maneuver around the map, make sure you have enough space to kill everyone. But it's really good, uh, and even like the little stories that it do that it does, like it, as its plot is just it's hilarious, like and it's really well written in that regard as well. Um, but. The Never Hike Alone Jason is actually a skin in the game that you can get. They actually like brought brought that Jason to it. I think I think in canon they call him Ghost Jason. I don't know why, but anyways, but that, so like that was pretty cool. Uh, Alex, do you have any experience with uh, fan films? You were mentioning like early YouTube. Yeah, I gotta say, I think that's the extent of it. Um... I, I I don't remember watching too many like professionally made um, or even like good good amateur ones. I, I I'm sure I've I've watched a couple on YouTube back in the very early days, but nothing really stands out to me. No, that's fair. That's fair. It's um it's a dark tr- road to tread. Let me tell you, because even the ones people say are great are usually not. They're very amateurish. There are a few that are, are that are great, and there's one terrible one that I that I must talk about. Uh, the one, the ones that I saw recently, it was like a Jason versus Michael Myers one, and like it was just kind of fun because like uh, the acting is bad, but like the effects and the like actual kills are like really impressive, and like they're just like. Uh, Michael and Jason is just like beating the hell out of each other, which is just like a fun fight to see. And it like goes through all these like different 
areas and stuff like that and it's actually pretty well made uh and just fun so it's like that one's like fun if you just want to watch 20 minutes of that um there's one called uh friday 13th called the storm which is actually pretty good like it's just like a a, seems like an actual movie but it's just like really short so it's just like a really short short and sweet one um there's one that's like clearly made in ontario so like that was kind of fun it was called friday 13th the fan film and it was just it's clearly ontario woods so and jason's got long hair and he's big old fat and he's got a big old <laughs> he's got a big old canadian uh combat bow which is just incredibly stupid and i love it um there's this great fake trailer for friday 13th the game the movie and it's like uh it's a parody made by people who are like acting like the, uh, the somebody made a film version of the nes game uh and it's amazing it's really really funny um (laughs) there's a good one called uh watching my 1996 friday 13th fan film where it's just like a guy and his friends reacting to an old fan film he made and like talking about it and like showcasing it so like if you're a big fan of like shot on video amateur stuff and you just want to see somebody like kind of deal with how silly a lot of their ideas were and like how bad the production is that's actually kind of cool just to watch that um there's one called Voorhees born on friday 13th which just has pamela pamela Voorhees. so like that's kind of fun like i'm down for any anything about pamela Voorhees. and it's about her first kills um i you notice i'm talking about a lot of jason ones because the freddy ones are can get especially bad because they're just you can't if you don't have a good freddy like the movie just sucks um the only one that i would say is really kind of like a must-see and is actually like pretty well made is one called don't fall asleep uh it actually got heather langenkamp to like do like a little performance in it uh but it's all kind of it's all about um a it's all about what happened to nancy in between the first nightmare movie and dream warriors and the actress uh who plays heather is actually doing a really good job her name is deandra and she actually runs like a a freddy podcast of her own and it's like it's a fun podcast to listen to and she's also i think she's also responsible for there's an upcoming documentary called i am nancy so she was involved in this and worked really hard on it so that was really cool and had a uh good freddy so that that was impressive because there's a lot of bad ones um there's a few that are just like freddy krueger as a human ones because they couldn't afford the makeup which are kind of interesting the best of which is probably one called the kruger a tale from elm street which is just about freddy's interrogation uh by the john saxon character so like that was pretty well acted but i mean nah, not great uh the terrible one we have to talk about just because i need to say some lines there's okay there's a series called icons of fright that this guy made where it's supposed to be all of these horror characters fighting each other. So if you want to see, like, Michael Myers fight and somehow kill Candyman, here's your movie. Uh, and, like, a very poorly done Candyman. Uh, but the Freddy... So, like, the Freddy makeup is spot on, but the guy they have playing Freddy and the lines they give him are so bad. So Ash is in this. So it's, like, basically, like, a... a a version of Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. And Ash is like, uh, is not well acted either. And has like an obviously like plastic fake 
terrible chainsaw arm where you can see <laughs> the tape that's actually around his hand, so you can see he's still obviously gripping the chainsaw. But uh, there are great lines where uh, somebody goes to Freddy, and they're like, hey, aren't you Freddy Krueger? And he goes, well, it ain't Dr. Seuss. And, like, that's the line. And you're like, okay, that's a weird line. Uh, there's a scene where I had to just skip through this because this is truly grating to watch. Um, but there's a moment when, like, Freddy and Ash, like, first run into each other. And, okay, here are some great lines. So Ash is like, hey, Scabby, haven't seen you since the barbecue. I don't know when they fought at a barbecue or maybe they just both ate at a barbecue. I don't know. <laughs> but Freddy's response to this is, this time I'll do the cooking. And then he starts fighting <laughs> And it's terrible. And it's terrible. Um, so, yeah, those are fan films. Uh, there are two good ones. Um, I would recommend Don't Fall Asleep and Never Hike Alone, is, as we talked about, is is very good. Let's end on something fun. Let's talk about the album. Jesus Christ. Jason, Jason, can you tell me all about Freddy Krueger's greatest hits? So, <laughs> uh, God. So in 1987, RIC Records um, decided it was a good idea to put together an album um, with a bunch of studio mu- musicians. Um entitled The Elm Street Gang <laughs> and the album is called Freddy's Greatest Hits. Um have you guys both heard this album? I've listened to the whole album while uh-huh. playing the terrible NES game and it was just uh it was an exercise in pain. Gotcha. Um I think I've heard a, a couple songs off of it. You've heard after Doom, Doom Freddy, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, after I listened to the entirety of the uh Crypt Keeper Christmas CD that I have. <laughs> I, f- I found it hard to uh, sit through the entirety of Fair. horror novelty novelty albums. A bunch of these songs are remakes, like so. It's really fucking weird. It's like first of all, it's Freddie's greatest hits, and like seventy five percent of them are remakes of existing songs. Um, and the ones that aren't are like eighty synth pop about a woman seemingly wanting to fuck Freddy for some reason. Um, yeah, cool. <laughs> and, and, and I just kept thinking, like, listening to this, like, Freddy, you're not Freddy's type. Like, you're past puberty. So, uh, you know, I, it's tough. Listen, it's it's god-awful. Um, Do the Freddy, which many people probably heard, is sort of in that vein, right? Which is kind of like a slow, like, 80s pop song. It's just fucking weird. I, I mean, I know um, Andrew's a big fan of Do the Freddy. Uh, but just to go through these songs, um, Do the Freddy, Dancer Else, which um, by anyone's estimation is imp- would be impossible to dance to. So I guess Or Else is the only option. <laughs> um, a version of In the Midnight Hour is on this album. Um a song that's 10 minutes called Don't Sleep, which is, again, impossible not to fall asleep to this fucking song. It's god-awful. <laughs> Don't sleep <Ugh>. tonight. <laughs> All I have to do is dream, which is 16 minutes. What? Yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you. And I almost um, I almost didn't make it to this podcast because that song <laughs> 16. Obsession. 
aver- the like, best the best thing on this album. I know um I know Andrew is going to say do the Freddy. No. It's the version of Wooly Bully <laughs> where Freddy starts by counting in Spanish. So he's like, Uno, dos, tres, cuatro. Ah, 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 and does his Freddy <laughs> laugh and then they just get into Wooly Bully and that's the only moment he's on the song at all. It's just like and they just sing Wooly Bully. So is it um, better than the Alvin and the Chipmunks one? Yeah. From the Chipmunk Adventure? It definitely is because um, okay. I, I didn't hear Freddy counting in Spanish in that version. And um, laughing like he just murdered somebody. And then they sing Wooly Bully. Um, so all these songs are like have a minimal amount of Freddy in them. It's very bizarre. It's like the most Freddy you get out of this album is his stupid face on the fucking cover. It's just him laughing in the background to the beat, most of it. So, I mean, yeah. don't listen to this I've... album, ever. Oh, I know I, it's going for a lot should. of money in some places online. Like, people are paying ridiculous amounts of money. And I get it if you're, you know, a collector or whatever. I mean, I don't get it. But, like, if that's your thing, good for you, you know. Um, I'm not going to hate on somebody for having a passion, but it's, don't listen to it. God, if you want to put it on your, if you want to put it up on your bookcase and just look at it, Cool. Don't ever put it on your record player. Nice, nice. Um, Do the Freddy will be the first song I dance to at my wedding, uh, which may be why I'm not going to get married. <laughs> That's why you're not uh, having a wedding. Uh, <laughs> I refuse to move on this point. We have to play Do the Freddy as our first dance. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, like, you're not wrong. Like it. It's terrible, but I kind of loved listening to a few of the songs. Like, it's not good, but, like, it's one of those things where, like, if you listen to it once, it's just, like, a badge of honor that's like, yeah, I've listened to that yeah. novelty album. There's a song um, called Down in the Boiler Room, and I was like, what do you think is ha- – let's go down – and she's singing, like, let's go – and I know it's a, it's an adaptation of a, a remake, but, like, what do you think is happening down in that boiler room? You don't want to go down to the boiler room. That's where he's banging kids. <laughs> and murdering them. Like, yeah. why, why are we singing about that? Like, it's just yeah. bizarre. It's so weird because, like, this is, like, it's it's a thing that can only exist when you've got to a certain era of Freddy, like, fandom and franchise. Because, like, they eventually kind of, like, ditch the, like, he was a filthy child murderer and just kind of like go to other things and don't really talk about sure. his and and that's how they got away with this and it's just so weird that he was so incredibly popular as a character to kids that like this would be something they would want because like yeah. honestly this is an album for children yes. right like this it album is. is not for adults it's like, like the wiggles presents fucking freddy krueger <laughs> might as well be i mean that kind of transitions into the other thing that i want to briefly talk about before we end the episode which was his 1-800 number oh, God. which is basically if you call in and well, it was like, one it was one 900 right because oh it was sorry like well before charged, you get into that charged like, by the minute i do want to point out this was like a weird time when like everything that was sort of popular got an album so like for whatever reason, they thought that was, like, a great tie-in. So, like, The Simpsons had a record fucking Alf. And, like, it was just a weird time um, in the United States where just anything that was even sort of popular made a record. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, so that's I feel like 
I feel like it's my duty to one day produce a Jason record uh, just to be like, look, Jason could do it too. <laughs> it's just him grunting. Uh, it's like fucking <laughs> heard it through the grapevine. He's just like, uh, 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 uh. it's just like, it's like Kane Hodder's like heavy breathing. Jason just <laughs> auto tuned every step you take. I'll be watching you. <sighs> it's just a weird ASMR thing. Like oh. it's just <laughs> JSMR. I like it. JSMR. <laughs> uh, the new hit, new hit thing. So the one nine hundred. It um thing is very funny to listen to because like the way it's it's strung out is like very much like a stay on the line kids you're gonna get some creepy tales and then I'll tell you <laughs> yeah. another creepy tale and like it's so drawn out like even when they're like reading the like disclaimers about how much you're gonna get charged like they do that before you get to the good Freddy parts. So like you have to like already be a dollar in before you get like <laughs> Freddy talking. And like Freddy, it's like basically Freddy's nightmare the call-in show because he only talks for a few seconds and then some other narrator tells you like an old radio play. Like it's it, the radio plays were not bad like they were well produced but like you're like this has like barely anything to do with freddy like freddy it's will like pop in yeah basically and like for and like but and like they always end with like freddy being like oh he got buried alive wonder what's gonna happen to our next person please listen to these scenarios make sure that you have permission from a parent before going on and you're like Man, that's only in there as a disclaimer to actually make you more money because, like, anyone would be listening to that. And I'm not sure exactly, like, because somebody recorded and uploaded a bunch of it to SoundCloud, and it was about 40 minutes of material altogether, and I'm not sure if that's exactly how much... Uh, material was actually there but if it was that's kind of impressive right there was actually a, a like a contest based on it as well like it was a like i forget what it was but it's like to get into one of the fr- the into one of the nightmare movies i think it was freddy's dead there was like a contest that like you had to like call in to like enter the one nine hundred number and i don't know if anyone ever won it you know, know that some fucking parents had to put a second mortgage on their house because some <laughs> fucking kid listened to all 40 minutes of this dog shit. <laughs> I have to say, yeah. though, I do appreciate that it does at least uh, stay in vain with Freddy and, you know, what Freddy does, which is fuck children over. <laughs> yep. So, you know, at least, you know, at least that makes sense more than some of these some of the other shit we've talked about. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a real protege situation. Uh, the worst, the worst novel ever. Um, so I guess we'll we'll end it with if there's any realm or piece of merchandise that you wish that one of, that these franchises got into, and if you had to pitch a terrible YA novel, what would happen in it? Um, Jason, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Oh, so why not? Well, what I really love is like a '80s style Saturday morning cartoon with like a whole bunch of these fucking like Jason, Freddy, um, you know, you know, fucking Leatherface, 
you know, whoever was around, Michael Myers, throw them all together and just have adventures in a van, a la Scooby-Doo. I think that would be fucking phenomenal. I would watch that. That is true. That is true. That is good. I mean, like, that's the kind of stuff that the Universal Monsters were doing pretty much back then. Like, there were so many cartoons that were just the Universal Monsters. Although, like, I mean, like, Dracula wasn't wearing someone's face, so it's a little bit harder (laughs) to uh, put that onto the the TV screen. But, you know. (laughs) You know, you you could make it work. Do you have any ideas for tangentially uh, connected uh, YA stories? Yeah. Or no? I mean, I would love a YA novel. Uh, I sort of already said it, I think, which is, um, and you already, which is, I think, I think Jason lends itself to a Hunger Games style fucking story where he's just rampaging around and, you know, you drop Katniss, she has her bow and arrow, she's like fucking back in the Hunger Games arena and she's like, oh, I'm going to fucking win again. And she turns and just gets a machete in the face. And I think that's fucking phenomenal. Like make those make those stories what they should be, which is people absolutely getting decapitated. Fair, fair. Alex, how about you? Um. Well, if there wasn't already a talking Freddy Krueger doll, I probably would have oh, said awesome. that. Um, what does it say? Like, what are some of the things it says? Go to sleep, bitch. Like, like, welcome to my world, and like <laughs> just weird things that obviously are too scare kids but are not too horrify kids mm. it's it's a strange doll it's it's is it's one like of those a, weird ones is this like a miniature size doll or is it like uh you know bigger? oh he's like he's like a 16 inch plush with a, a hard plastic or a soft plastic head i'm going to put this uh, in my children's room yeah <laughs> oh no Oh, it'll go over like the uh, the Harry from Harry and the Hendersons doll I have that I got from my uh, I got from my friend because he used to use it to scare his kids so much that they're like, "Daddy, I don't want that in the house anymore." <laughs> um, That's awesome. But as as far as product that I want, since Warner Brothers technically owns through New Line the like Freddy and Jason these days, right? Is that how the or However I, that shakes out. I think so, yeah. Um, I want to see, like, a Lego horror game in nice. the style of, like, Lego Star Wars where there's, like, a Lego Freddy and a Lego Jason and you can just, like, kill people but they just turn into, like, the, the bricks or whatever. Like, get kids into it in that way instead of having them play the, the Friday the 13th game. Like... You know, I know they got rid of Lego Dimensions where this would have been, like, a cool expansion thing. But, like, I could see it being its own standalone game, like Lego Horror. Yeah, no, that's actually, that would be a brilliant idea. And I'm pretty sure that would probably go over well. I mean, like, Lego Horror, like, and you could, like, expand it so much, right? Like, there's a lot of stuff that's, like, public domain nowadays, which you could put in for, like, old people and make all that that Lego money, man. Make that Lego money. I want to see the next Freddy versus Jason, the Lego movie. <laughs> and just in the style of Lego Batman, it's like a character, like the Lego version of Jason has lived through all of his material. And it's just like a, a really well done uh, parody. I think if, if I had to write a novel, I want to write a choose your own adventure, like an 80s choose your own adventure novel that features either one or both of these characters. Um, just because Choose Your Own Adventure novels were so much fun, and I think uh, these uh, characters would do really well in a Choose Your Own Adventure novel. 
And, um, yeah, I think we've finally dwelled into the depths and the nightmares that is the weird world of ancillary Friday 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street material. Now, I will say, we didn't really mention um, Nightmare on My Street, but I wasn't oh, sure. I'm sorry. There was a Fat I wasn't Boys sure if song, I... too, as well, wasn't there? Right, right. Because I know you guys did mention some of the songs on your on the uh, the Freddy episode, so I didn't want to jump in, but I realized, like, oh, no, wait. When you when you read the uh, the description and you watch the music video that DJ Jazzy Jeff uploaded uh, last year, which people thought was, like, the lost music video, uh, like, Freddy Krueger himself is not in it, but it is about Freddy and Elm Street and A Nightmare on Elm Street. They just... They couldn't clear it musically. I think I think New Line liked the song, but they didn't want to license it or they didn't want to pay. I, I, I forget what the deal was, but I wasn't sure like how tangentially we were going to be talking here. But then, oh like, no, yeah, that's important to talk about. It's worth bringing up. It's such a fun, weird rap story song. Um, yeah, it was great. I I had it like it it came on shuffle the other day when I was like walking around buying wine and I'm like this is the best song to buy wine to because it's just it just it's literally the plot of uh, the first Nightmare on Elm Street movie but they just all of a sudden throw in Will Smith. He's just like I'm chilling with Nancy and we're going to the movies. We're going to watch something scary. I got my popcorn and like it's just like a story song and I love it. Yeah, I just, it's so fun. It does bum me out that they couldn't actually get Freddy to be in the video. Like, have you seen the video since uh, no. it resurfaced? I so have to watch that. It was like the lost music video for years. Somebody found like a low quality copy and uploaded it. And then DJ Jazzy Jeff was like, well, I have the high quality. So he put it, he, he uploaded it in better quality to his Vivo. So you can watch it on his Vivo, but like only, I think it was late last year or early this year. Like it's, it's only recently come to the light of day because there's a character in it that he sort of looks like, uh, I don't know, Frankenstein mixed with Ivan Ooze or something. Like he's, he's very, he's very strange looking, but it's clearly not Freddy, but they just constantly call him Freddy, uh, so I guess they were sort of like, well, we can't get Freddy for the video. Let's just make our own sort of monster man. Uh, oh, but yeah. And doesn't it also quote uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2? Like, I'm pretty sure, like, in the song, there's a quote about, like, the body and the brains. Like, I like in like near the end of the song, like, Freddy's like, you got the body and I got the brains or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. That is, that is a quote, yes. <laughs> Which is insane, like, of course. I really, I'm, go- I'm going to watch that music video right after we end this episode. It's a that great reminder that Will Smith used to be fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a, it's a great fucking song. It's, it's a so cool. much fun. I, and also, like, given later uh, Nightmare on Elm Street music that was licensed, um, it's kind of a slap in the face that they didn't license this one. I mean, like, if Freddy's Greatest Hits can get released... I'm pretty sure we could make this an officially licensed song. Right. Yeah. Ridiculous. Redunk. Redunk. Uh, but yes, uh, unless there's any other uh, other avenues that anyone thinks that we haven't tapped yet, 
Uh, Alex, anything else? No. Uh, yeah, like uh, that uh, That Freddy doll was the only other thing I was going to mention. It's a weird thing. See if you can look it up on YouTube and, and watch a little clip of it talking. Uh, it's hard to find those 80s-era pull-string dolls still working these days because, like, there's, like, a little rubber band and a spring inside, and they get worn out. Like, my Bart Simpson uh, sounds horrifying because he, he's all sped up. Where he's like, uh, hey, don't even come, man. Uh, hey, kids, it's TV long. You're being duped. Like, it's hard to understand what Bart is saying because those dolls all wear out. But the Freddy one actually looks pretty cool. Um, although I can't imagine what kid would sleep with it in their bed. It's 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 not I, it's such a weird toy for a kid. Yeah, I feel like if they're going to remake Child's Play, that should be the doll. I mean, like, that, if you're going to do a new Chucky, might as well be Freddy. Because uh, yeah. that sounds terrifying. Does it at all look like him, like the marionette version of him from Dream Warriors? No, it just looks like a weird, angry, not necessarily garbage pail kid, but it looks cartoony. It's right. very strange. And it's so weird. Like, it's so weird, the just like the merchandising juggernaut that Freddy Krueger became. Right? Because yes. it's like, out of all characters, I mean, I guess he just, it's because he just has a personality. He has such a huge personality, mm. which kind of made him so marketable. Uh, whereas Jason is kind of doesn't really have a person. He has a personality, but like, you kind of have to like pay attention and understand. He's a complex character with a lot of depth, okay? A lot of it's and implied. not just. And yeah, and not just because he drowned in the depths of a lake. He has real depth. Um, but yeah, uh, Jason, do you have anything you would like to plug for this episode? No, nothing at all. Thanks. Nothing at all. Damn. Damn. Nothing at all. Alex, how about you? Anything you'd like to plug? Um, You know, garage sales are back in full swing. So if you check out my uh, Instagram account, it's at our saturdays like oh you are um yeah my wife and i go to garage sales and see what cool junk we can find always looking for fun horror or or sci-fi or whatever ephemera and collectibles and i got just this past weekend uh, an original mighty morphin power rangers power morpher and the mighty morphin or the power rangers uh what was it jungle storm wolf morpher that howls nice. when you press the button. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, yeah, so if you just want to see cool, geeky finds that I find at garage sales, uh, follow follow me on Instagram. Nice. Perfect. On the Perfect. gram, that, as the kids say. On the right, gram. right. On the gram. We're hip. We're talking about uh, movie novelizations <laughs> and ephemera. We are totes hip, guys. Uh, but anyways, thank you both for joining me on this exploration uh, as always, you can find me in your local convenience store, probably listening to an audiobook of a paperback meant for children. And <laughs> um, as always, blame the CW. If you want to get in contact with us, uh, please follow us at mpodcastm or email us at milkshakesandmimosas at gmail.com. Also, maybe give us a rating on iTunes because, I don't know, podcasts say that all the time. Thank you and have a nice day. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.